Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the pilot, take 107, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy over there is RJ the Third, aka Rob Jelly the Third. Wibble, wobble, wobble, jelly on our plates. Coming in on his jellycopter. I'm going to have to get this sound effect up for the next 55 yeah, yeah. minutes now. <laughs> it's going to be a very quiet episode for me. But doing doing a podcast with, with Rob Juddy is like being in a 4DX cinema. It's like a 4DX podcast yeah. where it's all happening around you. Yeah, it might rain at any moment. Yeah, it's just, if we talk about rain in the show, he spits on me. Oh, by the way. Absolutely spits on me. Sorry, I'm going to throw back to an episode we did way, well, a few months back now. Uh, do you remember we did The Thick of It? Yes, I do. Malcolm Tucker. Yeah. Right? It was a character I was only familiar with by reputation uh, before watching the pilot episode of the show yeah. uh, and reviewing it. Well, I believe he's got a pretty good score. It was a pretty healthy position on the league table now. Yeah. Uh, you can check out where it is on the league table at postpoppodcast.com. Um, but I was, uh, someone had put together a montage of Malcolm's most offensive insults. And, okay. he, and he said something along the lines, and I, I'm going to get this totally wrong, but he said something, he just points at someone right in their chest looks right up at them because they're taller than he is yeah. and he goes I'm going to rain down upon you and, and it's the most inappropriate line I've heard in such a long time I, I'm genuinely quite happy I can't remember it because I, I, I was mildly offended by it myself yeah. I was thinking oh that's a real that's really close to the line it's funny because the thing with Malcolm Tucker is yeah he's it's, it's all it's all like mouth but actually no trousers like mm. Like he, he kind of like goes up to you as if he's going to fight you, but he's quite, he's like an old guy, and he's quite wiry. It's like being shouted at by an old man. Yeah, it's like and like now he's talking with authority because you know the, the yeah. respect of elders. But oh yeah, he's an amazing character. You also sort of think, oh, it's yeah. all right. But maybe that's his, that's his greatest trick. Maybe. Um, you just don't maybe. Unassuming. Um, if you're hearing some noises from outside, it's because we've had to open up the doors to the balcony uh, at Post Pop. Because, yeah, we're, we're luxurious like that. We're, we're on the second floor penthouse yeah. with, with a balcony. <laughs> and uh, the fans are blasting. There's also construction guys building multiple massive luxury buildings next to us. And yeah. there's no joke, a little jungle thing next to us as well. Uh, we should take by a photo the river. of this. Yeah. Just to prove to people that we're not just making all of this up. Yeah. Because it sounds like we're sort of recording in some sort of exotic location. Which, it is, which, pretty much. visual, <laughs> to certain, in certain angles, yeah. in certain lights, if you squint really hard, it does look tro- tropical. But, yeah, um, it's pretty sweet. It's it doesn't bad. feel like London here. It feels like we're on holiday. It does, certainly, especially with the weather today. It's very, very oh, nice lovely, indeed. Yeah. Um, but how have you been, Rob? Yeah, not bad. Very, very, oh, busy. Yeah. But I... I didn't really anticipate how busy July was going to be right. until it arrived. Mm-hmm. And then it arrived and the first weekend sort of came and went and I was like, oh, okay, poor, I, need a, I need to sit down and realise well, I can't because I've got to work. And then <laughs> you get to the end of the working week and think it's right, the weekend, no, I've got to work this weekend as well. Like, it's fine, it's fine. I'll get to the next weekend. Yeah. And I'm looking at next weekend already. I'm like, nope, got to go drive. I've got to travel to play football on Sunday. So that's, that's another sort of weekend busy. Well, I saw, that I'm working again. I saw what you were busy with, Rob. You were at, a, the, what's it called, Village? Village Green Festival. Village Green Festival. Yeah. And, uh, In Southend. Yeah, and I saw video of you up on stage yep. 
singing Let It Go from, no. from, from the musical... No, no, no. Oh, no. Love is an open door. Love is an open door from the musical Frozen. Correct. Great song. Yep. Um, and you were up there with a few other people. Yep. And you, were, you, were, you weren't holding back. No. Definitely not holding back. If you're going to do it, do it proper. Yeah. I, I, what you don't see in that video is me um, having a chat with one of the girls that were up there from a musical theatre group. Yeah. Uh, who she, and performed, she performed a solo piece from Rent, oh. which was incredible. And she's got a cracking voice. And, and, and it had been suggested that I should do some singing on stage. <laughs> Did I had, you suggest it or was no, it? No, no, no. It, okay. it was suggested to me and I kind of went, all right, fine, I'll do it. Have they heard episode 100 or...? Oh, that's a good point. Don't think they have. Okay, right. I don't think they're quite ready for this jelly. That's why they asked you, right? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, by the way, take one hundred of the podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, is our theme tune special where we performed them live. Our top five each. That's going to be held up in court against us. It, if def- we're ever in trouble in court, oh. we'll just be like evidence A. I, I expect that to be within the top five exhibits yeah. uh, in our court case for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was good fun. And yeah, as you say, if, I, I think one of these things is if you're going to stand there on a stage with a microphone and start singing a song like that you can't do it half-assed you've got to do it and go for it yeah because at least you go down the sort of being brave enough to give it a go yeah nice pun brave see what i did there another nice that's disney reference nice disney reference uh but yes it was good fun but um long long day uh so very sort of hard work and then uh, this weekend coming, uh, there's more, and then the weekend after that, there's more, and the weekend after that, I am at. Um, well, yeah, by the time this one goes out, it'll be about a week away to me being at Country File Live. Wow, so you haven't actually told me about this properly. So, why are you at Country File Live? Okay. It's, <laughs> What's going on? Quite simply, I have been asked to host the Country Mile Walk. So okay. every year at the event, which is hosted by Country File, the program, um, they have a one mile or country mile walk around the grounds. Now, Country Mile is f- like a fraction longer than an actual mile. And they did that because it rhymes with Country File. Basically. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, I cannot see any other reason for it other than to have a beautiful walk around the grounds of Blenheim yeah. Palace in Oxford. Because I got an email saying, do I want to um, be involved with Country Piles? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing... That, that's definitely more your I'm not, thing. I'm not sworn out Piles. No, it's definitely more your in thing. in the country. Yeah, definitely more yeah. your thing for sure. Um, country Tiles is, the, is my next project. I'll do, I do that. Yeah. Um, it's my next project. Uh, but yeah, no, no, it's, it should be good. It should be really, really good. Um, looking forward to it. There's all sorts of manner of different things going on in the next couple week so okay um, hang on you, a few weeks ago you were meant to be on tv as part of cake oh extreme cake yes extreme so, cake okay what happened by the way we'll get to the podcast very shortly yeah. i promise this is about tv shows so yeah. um, so i actually spoke to the lady who made the cake for us okay. she came into my work and uh, ah. for a piece separate and i said oh by, out, out of absolute you know, curiosity. You don't happen to know what happened to the episode where you did the American football helmet for mm-hmm. the Super Bowl party. She went, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Well, they were supposed to wear in March. It okay. got an original air date of March. Then they pulled it because they had a chocolate special for Easter. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Uh, and then it's never really been given a new air date. Ah. But she said, apparently, that show is sold off around the world. Yeah, it's big in the Middle East. It's big in the uh, in the Far East as well. Apparently, anywhere um, with the word East in it, East yeah, London. Yeah, um, um, I, I say I can't think of any Easter else. Island. Yeah, Easter Island. Nice. Big, yeah, big yeah, Easter Island. Yeah, well cool. um, get a big head on Easter <laughs> Island though. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it's actually out there for people to watch. But if and when I find out, I will tell you. Tell you what, your Easter Island fans have been like 
the, the phones have been off the hook. Off the, they're going nuts for it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nuts for it. They love the chocolate helmet. Anyway, have you been busy or have you Jeez. have you been quiet? I'm just recovering from that. Um, no, I've been I've been good. I've been haven't been on any TV shows, unfortunately. Um, making some TV shows, but I can't talk about that. Um, yeah, just writing some stuff, um, writing horror films as you would expect um and oh i'm the uh, one interesting thing i'm doing actually i wrote a whole feature film in a week and now we've had this conversation in the last week so i yeah. can't remember if we said this last week on the podcast or yeah not. in a week no i don't think we did, did we in, a, in, a, in a week now you'd think okay anyone can do that N- no no one can do that to this level blowing his own trumpet now this, yeah i am a little bit because i was impressed um but then um, also I'm working on a musical idea. I know you're working on a musical. This is a separate musical idea. And uh, I'm not writing the songs myself. The songs have been written by um, good songwriters who um, have written songs for some big bands out there. And for some reason they want to join into this project. So that's cool. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I've never done a musical before, so... Should be interesting. Yeah, should be interesting to say the least. Uh, and obviously, it's going to be weird. Standard <laughs> procedure with Jed Shepard, really, isn't it? Yeah. But besides that, you know, tapes and stuff. Yeah. Usual Jed stuff. Yeah, usual stuff. Usual Jed stuff. All right. Well, and watching lots of TV shows yes. for the pilot podcast. Well, indeed, because uh, it's about time we got onto this. Um, I had no idea what to expect with either of the shows we're doing this week. Yeah. Um, however, both have been heavily heavily pushed upon my attention by the one that is Netflix. They're both <laughs> yeah. available there and the trailers are often in the sort of highlight bar when you land on the homepage. Yeah, both of these were very, like, like oversaturated in, in, your, in your Netflix window. They would just pop up. So when they came out new, they were just, you couldn't get away from them. No, uh, but I somehow managed to avoid watching either of them okay. until now. Excellent. Uh, and so we should get on with the first one, which was my choice this week. And it is the, I'm going to say, very weird, very weird maniac. She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. And she dances like she's never danced before. I know you were going to put this on. Yeah, no, it's, it's not this not, one. It's not, can you stop being an idiot, please? And you shouldn't skip intro all the time. You sure? This is, this is what you shouldn't do. Okay, right, okay. I know you're waiting for a theme tune to play here, but um, apparently... It just squeaks. Yeah, just really weird, slow, swinging, synthy, yeah. string-like, ambient music. It's like someone has got a cat under their arm and just slowly squeezing. Mm. Or bagpipes. Um, <laughs> but could use that. You could use that. I, I don't know. I, this, is, this is happening more and more. Yeah. Of, I, of late, we've done shows, not necessarily every week, but we, certainly a lot of the newer shows, they are yeah. choosing very specifically not to have identifiable audio you know I think this tags. started with Lost very much like this show started with Lost because <laughs> literally yeah yeah because Lost is the first show that I remember that just was like nah we don't need it we, we just don't need, we don't need a piece of music yeah. we just need some sonic signature that's great sonic signature that's great a leaf motif is uh, elite motif, sorry, is what they call it in films, where there is a unique signature for a particular character. Yeah. And they have a leap motif for this particular show, and it's just like squeaks and squeals. Um, and to be honest, it actually works. I think it puts you in the, in the mood for something that's not particularly normal um, and is quite like out there and... 
ambient. I think it makes you quite uneasy. Yeah. There's an element of unease about this Like the Lost soundtrack. theme song, just... Yeah, I mean, although I would say that even Lost has a more defined piece of sound yeah. that sort of identifies it as being, okay, here comes the star. Yeah. Um, there is a sort of introduction at the start of this episode. Do you want to talk us through that? Because it's a, a weird sort of old school 80s slash 90s science video explainer of how life began yeah. and how connections are made. And I think that's a very key part to take from this at this point. I also don't think I don't think we should get too bogged down in the sense of this of this at all because none of it actually makes sense and the and nope. and the science and the medical stuff around this feels like it kind of touches in reality but it, it seems to me like a lot of made up stuff. I, I'll be honest with you it feels very much like I made it up. Yeah. Which <laughs> feels like very much like the stuff I make up on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh so yeah, you can't really take too much uh, seriousness from the science that features yeah. in this show, but but even still, I just think there was a strange way of starting a show. Yeah, having this sort of thing, and he starts to explain this is an amoeba, and then hang on a minute, I've gone too far. Let's take it back a bit. And he takes it all the <laughs> way back to the beginning of time. Yeah, as we know it, the Big Bang, and then speeds through to the amoeba, which then kind of merges with bacteria, creates a. Started the very first yeah. organism on planet Earth that created plants, and then wildlife and human life again, yeah. in essence. And I'm not entirely sure as to why it was even in there. I I can only suspect that it's to suggest there is an element of biological and genetic modification to come. I don't. But I'm, re- I, I'm really reaching here. So have you watched any? No. Have you watched, so I've watched all of it, and I still don't think that start. Fit. Is necessary. It's, I don't think. I think they just wanted to show this is bigger than us guys. This is bigger than what we think. I think we need a to, little bit like Toy Story Four. I haven't seen like spoilers. Oh, no, 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 no spoilers. No, no spoilers. No spooky spoilers. No, no spoilers. In my opinion, yeah. In my opinion, have not ruined the brand, and I was very, okay, very good. concerned that they were going to do that because this is my childhood film now. Yeah, yeah. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Very concerned of that fact, and they didn't. But what they have done. I have an opinion of as well. And that's right, there's no spoilers here, so I'll wait until you've seen it and we'll yeah. chat more about we it. We could do that on our Little Boy Peep podcast, which is uh, yeah, subscribers only. Which will be available on uh, a fictional podcast app <laughs> of your choice. <laughs> um, so I think we need to take it back to the, the genesis, or like they do in the show, of uh, Maniac. So I didn't know Phil Collins was on the podcast this <laughs> yeah. week. I'd love to do a Genesis podcast. That'd be great. That would be great. Are you serious? Yeah, we could right, do a Genesis. Hang on, pause the pilot for a minute. Are you deadly serious? We could do a Genesis podcast. You know they are my. You know he's my hero. I know, I know, I know. But if we, if we concentrated on one song a week, of Genesis. Don't go into Colin. Don't go into a solo stuff yet. No, no, no. Genesis, Just Genesis. The band. But if we started off at their Genesis when they were like real, like proggy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the nineteen-minute prog rock, yeah. weird, like seven, sixteen signature songs. Every episode's a different Genesis song, and we just work our way through. I'd be, I'd be side into project. The Genesis of Genesis. That was, that was cool. It's blowing my mind. Okay, sorry, distracted. Back to the pilot. So this was originally, um, and, I, and I told you briefly last week how this came to me, this was originally an Icelandic uh, TV show. Mm. Have you guessed what it was called in Iceland? Kenyam. Just tried to say maniac backwards. Yeah, that's very good, though. It sounded like an Icelandic word. Uh, no, it was called maniac. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, and it was a, and like Iceland. If, if anyone's been there, it's t- it's tiny. There's not very many people there, so they can kind of get away with putting out weird stuff. And everyone's like, no, no one's going to see this anyway, so they can just do it. And it's very much the Icelandic sensibilities of like we're great, no one else gets us. We're more intelligent than other people. So I think I told you briefly last week. I was at a party, and the producer of Maniac, who I think he wanted me and the other Rob to do something I can't remember um, like as in like a film or TV or something and he was like so he was trying to like tell us what he's done before so he was like look 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 I've like I produced Maniac I found Maniac and like in the in the most Hollywood was the very the most Hollywood person you've ever met and I was like right like I, I know it's on Netflix it's just come on Netflix but I've not I've not seen it and he was like, you haven't seen it you must be one of the only ones and I was like oh nice and uh and, he's, and I was like, sell it to me. So he was like, right, okay. It's about this, 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 this. And to be honest, he must have practiced that because he, I was like, when I got home that night, I was like, I need to watch Maniac. It sounds brilliant. Um, and if you explain the premise of this TV show to anyone, I don't know how he got this made, actually. I don't know how he got... He, he <laughs> took an Icelandic show that no one ever saw and got it made. And it looks like it's a big budget as well. Yeah. Um, but then Emma I, Stone and Jonah Hill are no well, yeah. small fry. So that's how he, he got it made. So he told me... And like, I'm not sure this is on, on the internet anywhere. So, and, and forgive me if I've got this wrong, but this is how I remember it. He told me that Jonah Hill owed him a favour. So he took it to Jonah Hill and Jonah Hill said yes straight away. And then Jonah Hill pulled in the favours to get everyone else, like Emma Stone. Or Emma Stone wants to work with Jonah Hill for something. So it was kind of more like, we're mates, let's all do it. And the director, Carrie Fukunagua, be careful how you say that. Um, he, I think, is one of the best television directors there is going he did the first season of um true detective uh, which is All the best right, season yeah. he's done that he's, he's gone to films as well especially like netflix films um but i think his unique style and um he has brought something like kind of magical to this mm. um and I, i'm saying that from the point of view of seeing the entire thing. okay we've said very little about the actual show itself you go for it what so, was the show about uh, well that's what I'm trying to work out still uh, to this day is I believe it to be about uh, a gentleman called Owen um, who is the son of a rather successful family, the Milgrim family. Yeah, did you see what his brother's called? Um, no. Jed. His oh, yes, sorry, his, yes, his brother is called Jed, yes. Who is being accused of sexual misconduct. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, um, bad. Anyway, we'll move away from that comment. <laughs> uh, and... Early on, it seems that Owen is not entirely there. Owen is played by Jonah Hill. Not entirely okay. And by that I mean, to me, he looks and feels like he has either has suffered or is suffering some form of mental breakdown. He's being tutored on how to speak and be in court for an upcoming case. Don't know what the case is, who it's against, so on and so forth, but he's obviously going to be called as a witness. So they're going through the, the rigmarole of what it's likely to be like because, for some strange reason, Owen's not trusted enough to just instinctively know what to say. Seems like a liability. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And as the episode progresses on, you realise that Owen um, is definitely troubled. He's troubled within his own mind uh, and he apparently sees his own brother. His brother with a moustache. His brother with a moustache, um, who I... At this point in the episode, I'm assuming is dead or never existed and Owen has made him up. But I don't know. It's a bit strange. He's, he's sitting out in the park on the sort of what looks like a pier mm-hmm. and looking out onto the water and all of a sudden his brother appears. And isn't he the guy 
who plays one of the lead detectives in, um, I want to say Luther now, but maybe it's the bodyguard. The, the brother. He's mean. also in, yeah. Isn't he also the guy in Fortitude? The well, teacher. He's in a show we just watched. He is the boyfriend in um, You. Isn't he? No. He's no. nothing like the boyfriend in You. I thought is he was, it? I thought it was the same actor. Is it? I thought it was the wait, same wait, Mate, we're talking about two very different people at this point. I thought it was the same actor. No, before. we're talking about two very different people. Oh, it's not, it's not him. Anyway. Just, he Justin see- Theroux. He sees his brother, okay, a lot, yep. and has visions and hears him. Um, and in fairness to Owen as well, whilst he's clearly having issues with you know his own mind, he is trying to, despite the family's inher- you know, inherent wealth trying to do things off his own back, trying to go alone, trying to get his own job, his own place. He could have, you know, it could have it easy, but he's not going for that. He's trying to live his own life. Yeah. Um, and he seems to have one relative who sort of understands that, and that is Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And they have a brief conversation, and he suggests about running away. And she thinks he's kind of joking, but he's actually being deadly serious. Yeah. And, and he's also being told by this kind of hallucination that he needs to find an agent that will help him yes this so he's he's a hallucination of his brother is telling him that the the pattern is the pattern Mm -hmm. something which recurs a couple of times in this episode once written on the wall of a toilet stall a couple of times said by his brother loads of easter eggs in this like yeah yeah. i i I foresee that happening quite early on um he learns about Oh, right, okay. So he learns about a, a pharmaceutical project yeah. which he decides to partake in yeah. to try and get away from the family and, and cut off society for a bit for his own sake. But before we discuss that, what era do you think this is set in? Very, very interesting question. Obviously, his whole design aesthetic is meant to be 80s. Yeah, um, but... But it's not set in the 80s. It's like it? it's the 2080s. Yeah, it look, it's set in the... I would say 20 or 30 years in the future based on the technology and just mm. the stuff people do and the things available to people. But it's strange. It's the combination of the, the sort of the lifestyle of people. Yeah. The fashion's very 80s. Some of the buildings are very sort of 80s decor yeah. um, by design. And then you've got the advertising sort of you know, everywhere for mm-hmm. everything. But it's all neon lights and those sort of rotatable sort of boards, like billboards. Yeah. And you think, well, they're, they're like 1995 tech. Yeah. So surely there'd be all LED holograms and things like that if it's that far in advance. But it's, it's a very strange... Yeah. It's, the, it's the same deal as... And um, we haven't done sex education yet, but we will. Um, yes, we have. Have we done sex We've education? Done sex. Oh, no, we haven't, because you said you were going to ask... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's because I've, I've watched it, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So we... Um, so in sex education, there is a little bit of a mix of times in there as well. Like, you think it might be set in the 80s, but it's mm. actually now... Yeah. Is it set in in America, or is it here, or is it blah, blah? It's actually filmed in Wales. Um, <laughs> but the... Um, for this, this particular show, like, it's kind of out of time. That, that gives it a timeless element to it. So this could be something that can be set anytime. It doesn't really matter too much. Um, and also... In future episodes, I don't want to spoil it, but time isn't necessarily fluid, right? Okay, straightforward. Um, so right. it kind of it's not very really linear. It's not very yeah. linear. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, he lies to his dad about work, and he's got this new business opportunity. He's going to be away for a few days, 
Uh, this is where obviously he goes off to the pharmaceutical company for this trial. At this trial, he has another hallucination of his brother, um, sat in the waiting room, and he's been given the lanyard with an odd, odd number on it. And whilst sitting in this waiting room, filling out some paperwork, he sees um, Annie, who is played by Emma Stone, mm-hmm. who is this other sort of... Troubled. Tr- yeah, troubled, bohemian-style sort of uh, spirit, um, yeah. who is... She's real, but she's sort of, you know, in a soul sense. She's playing she's Emma Stone in this. She's playing. She, she, she reckon she's just just being Emma Stone. Do you know, you know that that the, the thing she always does in every single film, she just plays us. Okay, Emma Stone. a bit like Owen Wilson. She's Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. But uh, Annie is the woman. He suddenly decides Owen that is that she is the agent that that his brother is referring to this whole time, yeah. and so he makes contact with her. And she has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Or does she? So, no, she doesn't. Or does she? <laughs> but she does? Or does she? I have no idea, mate. I'm so lost. Well, the kind of thing that grounded this a little bit for me is I could kind of see... I don't know. Have you ever read uh, Don Quixote? No. The uh, like 17th century novel. I've just got it in graphic, graphic novel form as well uh, on the weekend. Um, basically, it's about a... Uh, a knight or a guy who thinks he is a knight mm. um, and all the knights are dead but he, he wants to be like knights so he goes around trying to save fair maidens and, and fight dragons but the dragons are actually windmills and he's losing his mind and the second, <laughs> the second episode of this is called Windmills by the way so I knew what they were doing they do going uh, okay. Don Quixote one of the main storylines Don Quixote is he has this woman that he desires called Dulcinea and you and Dulcinea is just like a figment of his imagination essentially like or is she? In his mind, she's the perfect, perfect girl. But in reality, she's a complete mess. Right. And I was like, oh, so they've just done Don Quixote. Um, Emma Stone, in, like, she's meant to be like this dream girl, but actually she's a complete mess. She- yeah, but is it, is it that we're being bought, she's being portrayed as a mess so that we can see that, but Owen can't? Yeah, I think so. But is that because Owen's having his own internal struggles through his own head? Anyway, I don't know. I'll be absolutely honest with you. There's a part towards the end where they get sort of um, submitted to the trial. They go into this sort of, I guess, common room, which has got lots yeah, of pods like in the wall. Uh, like these pods in the wall where they're going to stay. And uh, it's at this point that Owen builds up the kind of gumption to go over and say something to her. And he goes, mm-hmm. what do I do? What, what What's the instructions? Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and anyway, she, either she gives in and answers him as if she is the agent or she plays along and as if to say get away from me you weirdo yeah yeah and so I really don't know the only other question I've got for you is I don't know whether Dr. Maramoto mm-hmm. is in charge or Dr. Vegeta Good. I can't tell whether the guy or the I think it's the girl I think it's Dr. Vegeta is actually in charge yeah. and and Dr. Muramoto is being used as the face of it like he's an old doctor who did really lots of great things in the past Interesting. and he is just on his last lot of legs of his reputation and they're using his face and name the Wizard of Ostrich pilot yeah. of this drug or this trial that they're doing but actually the brains behind it is Dr. Vegeta and she's actually the one in charge I will neither confirm or deny uh, okay um, that's the only I'll, I'll be honest with you that's about the only interesting part of this show really yeah I really struggled with this at do- this point I'm going to say I mean, I, this is definitely not for everyone. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but God, is it beautiful? Like some of the stuff in it, I think it's just beautiful. Filmed really well. Yeah, the characters don't feel like real characters. That's that's one thing. Their interactions with other people don't seem 
real and I guess this is like a sci-fi this is a sci-fi so a lot of the things are going to be fantasy based but Mm. the best fantasy is based in some kind of reality and um, yeah it's felt a little bit cold it felt a little bit cold and if there was one character here that I kind of empathised with it would have been a lot better I didn't empathise with Jane Hill didn't empathise with Emma Stone maybe Emma Stone a little bit uh, especially in later episodes. Okay, quick question. And you watched the whole thing, yeah. 10 episodes in season one and what it looks like from IMDb's um, sources, season two potentially on the way. Oh, cool. 42 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, released last year on the 21st of September as a whole series. Yeah. Um, in 2018. Um, did you sit and watch one and go straight into episode two? Or did you watch one and then come back to it? I think I blitzed it all over the... Two or three days. I like watched a few right. episodes a day. Um, and to be honest, overall, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And it gets a lot better than this first episode. Um, and by the end, I thought it was okay. absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The uh, only problem with that is yeah. we're not talking about episode two oh, or which episode ten. We're talking about? Number one, mate. Just the pilot. The That's rules. the only thing. These damn Those rules. damn rules. <laughs> um, so you're going to have to give us your opinion on The Chosen One, Ooh. which is the name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, without a theme tune. Without themes. Without any sort of emotion to any character. I don't know, mate. I'm just thinking it might struggle to score yeah, highly on this uh, this particular okay. episode. We have to be fair, though. We have Indeed. To be fair. So we'll do that. We'll score yep. it in a bit. Um, I guess uh, it's probably time to move on to your suggestion. Yeah. Um, so my show is something that's also on Netflix. So both of these are readily available for you to watch either before or after you listen to, uh, listen to this. And a uh, similarly themed sci-fi show. And it's a little bit less weird. More funny, and I'll tell you the name in just a second. It's Russian Doll. Once again, no theme tune. Hmm. So I'd like to make a uh, plea. At Netflix. I like no. I made. I like to make a plea. Okay. To composers. Yeah. Up your game. Up up your game. I think we'll say up, something else there. Up your game. Yeah. Because clearly. Either directors... Are, all right, so this is one of two things. Yeah. Either the composers are not doing a good enough job of yeah. writing music. Because I, I can only imagine when you're making a show like this mm-hmm. or any of the shows we've talked about that haven't had theme tunes, they contemplate the idea of having one. They probably put it out for tenure and probably get a few suggestions come in. And they obviously don't get convinced by any of them. Mm-hmm. Now, to use an example, a very, very famous example, the Alfred Hitchcock uh, film... Um, Oh, my God, my brain. Vertigo, psycho. Psycho. Yep. Uh, the shower scene. Apparently, absolutely adamant, he did not want music in the shower scene yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. But the composer decided that he would... Robert Block. Correct. Um, sorry, I should have used his name. Decided he would mock something up and came up with that, and I can never remember what type of chord it is. I think it's, don't quote me on this, but like a diminished ninth or something strange like that. If you're a music geek, you'll know what I'm talking about, and you can correct me on Twitter. That's fine. Um, but he, he did that mm-hmm. off his own back kind of thought I know he doesn't want music but I think something will work here so he did that yeah. and he went okay I'm wrong it needs the music and it came to life yeah. so it's, it's pe- directors are going to be convinced they will be convinced mm-hmm. if the right thing comes along yeah. so either directors are getting really up themselves and thinking they know better or composers are just not trying hard enough because think- it's another show mm-hmm. which as we've already said at the start yeah. of this podcast people are going mad for and really really pushing and really really you know trying to put it in people's attentions get more people more people to watch it but where's the music i completely agree and 
I think it's going to be hard for us in the future to do another theme, theme song special if all the shows that we do don't have proper theme songs. It seems what's, like there's a sweet spot, yeah, yeah, like definitely. in the 80s and 90s. What, was the, what is the most recent theme song you can remember right now off the top of your head? I would say Sopranos might be the most recent theme tune, but that's not even really a theme tune. It's a song, Alabama 3... Yeah, and it was a song beforehand. It just it had just happened to suit the tone of the show, and that was still fifteen years ago, wasn't it? When that first came. Uh, yeah, at least. So that's early two thousands at best. I can't think. I can't really think of any th- recent theme songs. And I think the proof oh, as well. Stranger Things. I see. I can't recall that. You can. Yeah. Okay. So it's one. Yeah. But we've come up with one. From the last five years. Yeah, and that was a throwback to the 80s as well. So, <laughs> well, Exactly, they just recreated the sound from 30 years ago. It's, that's a really in- interesting question, actually. Why are... G- oh. Genuinely, and, and, and please, if anyone listens to this podcast as a composer, as a music... As, as a muso, you know, I as a man who has a music tech degree and who is obsessed with music psychology and how it works um, on all levels, I'm genuinely asking, are we just beyond now making music for television? In a sense of signature motifs, those um, those little like the, the themes, the theme yeah. tunes that we know and love, we've all grown up with them. Mm-hmm. The the very fact of our take take one hundred existing proves that. I don't like it. I don't like where this is going. I don't like the way. I'm worried. TVs... I'm genuinely worried that yeah. we won't remember television. Yeah. As well, because we don't have the musical references. That's yeah. That's how TV shows live on past that expiry if date. At any point between now and my grave, right? I hear da 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 da. Right. Dun, I'm going to immediately dun, dun, burst into the Gladiators theme tune. Dun 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 well, anyway, you can go back to Take 100 and listen to that. There are so many. Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel-Air we did only just oh, a week or so ago. Um, Keenan and Kel, even that. Oh, that was great. You know, well. has a theme tune which you recall yeah. with fond memories and takes you back. Mm-hmm. If I hear the theme tune, well, I can't because there isn't one to Russian Doll yeah. or Maniac for that measure. I'm never going to have something that's going to audibly prompt me to remembering the show yeah and I think that's quite sad so it's a, so actually there's one show that's recent and on Netflix that does have a theme song and it works really well and that's Orange is the New Black I, yeah. I love that theme and, song and, and, it's and great a, and a very good example and reason sorry we'll get to Russian Doll in a second yeah. uh, and, and another good reason why that works mm-hmm. is because in the trailer for season 7 the final season which starts on the 26th of July question mark um, sounds right they have got all the actors to read the words to the theme tune out loud whilst walking around the set. Really? So almost like an offset the um, animals, camera shot. The animals. The animals. Yeah, exa- na, na, yeah right. da, 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 So they're all doing da, da, da. it. And then all of a sudden, slowly but surely, the tune creeps in. Genius. And by the end of it, they're all singing yeah. the theme tune yeah. to their show. I love it. It's a lovely like way of sort of teasing the last season. Yeah. And also another great nod to a theme tune that's stuck with that show yeah by Regina Spector who, mm. who's, who's brilliant by the way um, sorry anyways Russian yeah. Doll no, it, was but, a, it was a good reason to go to because obviously Natasha Leone is in both shows it, yeah very yeah, much yeah. so yeah and, and recently seen a photo of her in the 20th reunion of American Pie oh. the cast just got back together totally didn't even realise she was in yeah. that and she's also in the so I'm is it called so I'm a 
Te- uh, so I'm a cheerleader as well. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I've just bought on DVD for 20p. I can't oh, be the other day. Good work. Um, but, uh, this is this is really important to bring yeah. up, and I think actually you're right because Natasha is um, the writer of this. She's one of the co-writers, one of the, the co- co-producer of the show, and and the lead character. Give us the over- give us the synopsis of the show. It's about a woman um, who is in her, I believe, early 30s, who is going through kind of a crisis in her 36th life. 36th birthday, to be precise. 36th birthday. And she's going through a little bit of a crisis. Uh, she's a little bit of a loser, to be, to be quite honest, but she's happy with her slot in life. She, her friends have thrown her a party. Um, she's not really feeling it. She's in the toilet. And uh, we see her from the um, kind of the inception of the, of the loop. Now, yeah. the loop is... Something that happens, essentially the show is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, but with a woman and a little bit more saucy, I would say. Um, so basically, every time Episode she dies... only, please. Yeah. If she dies, she ends up back in the toilet. Uh, where we see her at the start of the episode. To be precise, the bathroom, not actually in the Sorry, toilet. the American version is the bathroom. So we see her in the bathroom. She kind of throws water on her face. She comes out of the bathroom. Her friend's there, and her friend asks her if, if she wants um, a, a puff of a particular wacky-backy. Co- cocaine-laced cigarettes. Yes, that's it. Which is how the Israelis do it, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just what that happens in the show. Yeah. She's just telling you what happens. Exactly. And uh, and she because that's potentially laced with something, she believes this is the re- potentially one of the reasons why her life is in the loop. So during this first loop, though, we see her get with um, a guy there, a guy who's at the party, um, who is maybe slightly older than than her, also married, and uh, gets with separated, him. but but married. Yeah, uh, gets with him. She doesn't really care who it is. She just wants to have a night of an enjoyment because she's kind of hedonistic like that. Um, and then she interacts with a few, a few other people. She goes into a, into a shop and does some other stuff. And then she dies. Well, she spots her cat, who's gone missing for a few yeah. days, and she's quite down about it, which possibly might be the reason for her mood. Yeah. She spots the cat on the other side of the road, doesn't think about it, runs straight out, and wham! And I must admit, didn't see that coming. Did you not? Uh, I can always, as soon as, as, soon as they yeah, kind of you hover these, around. Yes, yeah. yes, you do these things though. Yeah. So you see it more than I do. But for the, un, I am the untrained eye <laughs> in this pilot podcast duo. Okay. And therefore some of the things that you see. Yeah. And I know we both watch it critically, but you see stuff that I don't because you think that way. Yeah. I know, I know the beats, but I think like a lot of people would, would probably figure it out. I don't know. I don't no? know if they would. Or okay. certainly not that soon. Yeah. Because I, and now, so you were like, this is the main character. They can't kill the main character. Well, yeah. And then obviously the Russian doll name of the show yeah. sort of springs in this. Okay, so it's just going to be continually going under one layer, another layer, another yeah. layer, another layer. So she arrives back in her friend Maxine's loft in the exact same position um, in the bathroom. Yeah. And she just thinks she's passed out. She just thinks she's passed out. And she's like... Like well, she's had a daydream. Like yeah. that The whole thing's just happened in her mind. Yeah, because the same things are happening. She she goes out the door. A song starts. T- two girls stumble into the bathroom. She goes over to her friend Maxine who offers her the, the cigarette again. But she quite quickly... This is one of the issues I have with it. She quite quickly... Yeah. ...identifies a state of... Mm, ...weirdness. That's probably the wrong word. But like, oh, she... she we all, we all recognise deja vu quite quickly. The yeah. minute you sort of have that sense of deja vu, which we're, well, you know, if you want to discuss, we can discuss because I've heard a few different theories on it. Um, but, but she seems to address it in a very 
confident way that she's sure something strange is happening to her and the universe. This is what I liked about it. This is more realistic. This is No, see, I don't think it is. I, I, I think you would feel deja vu. That, I mean, we've all experienced it. Yeah. We've, you know, and you know, one of the ex- examples I've heard is that it's when your brain comes out of sync, like the left and right brain come out of sync. So your left eye and right eye are obviously seeing something at the same time. Right. Um, and if, for those who don't know, your left side of your f- face, so your left ear and your left eye are connected to your right brain and vice versa. So apparently, sometimes, this is one of the theories, that the connection between the left and the right brain is momentarily out of sync. So your left eye and left ear are hearing, seeing things, obviously at the same time you have a right ear and right eye, but the signals are not arriving in the brain at the same time. Okay. So the left half of your brain goes, oh, there's a bird. And then your right brain goes, oh, there's a bird. I've seen that bird before. Because it's in delay. But you feel like you've seen it like ages ago. Yes, I know, because in any lapse in synchronisation right, right. between your left and right brain would probably seem like an age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one theory I've heard, and I'm quite, I'm quite willing to go with the that. Other theory, it sounds quite cool. The other theory is that we're living in the simulation. Um, and we're all just in the Matrix. Yeah, we could have... Yeah, which which I'm also very happy to go yeah. with, for sure. <laughs> but I, I, I just feel that if I was to come out of a bathroom or certainly come out of what I believe was a daydream of some sort, you know, scare myself awake, as it were, come out of a bathroom and feel like, I'm sure I've been here before. I would just think, oh, well, a bit of a strange stage, vu. No, would you? Yeah. I wouldn't bat an eyelid at it until it happened three times, like the third time. The no. third time would be the bit where, like, hang on. No, this is not deja vu. This is something else. For me, the first time it would happen, I'd be like, I'm in a t- okay, I'm in a time loop. No, because you wouldn't. Cool. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, you wouldn't. I would figure this out so quick. I'd go this back out there. This could be the end of the podcast, mate. You wouldn't. I'm not going gonna, I'm, I'm to... I I'll, would. And what I'd do, <laughs> go straight to the shops, look at the lottery results, kill myself, go back and, do, and put the lottery on. Why would you kill yourself? Because I know what the lottery results are going to be. How do you know you're going to come back to life? Because the pattern's been established. How do you know when the pattern's going to end? Well, I'm assuming you know the pattern's going to repeat itself. Well, I would figure out, okay, I just died, I'm back here. This yeah, that's, you've only died once at this point. You're reliving That's it. enough proof. You're, no, you're it, an idiot. If you put your hand in the box no, and a crocodile bites you, you know the next time you do it, a crocodile's going to bite you. No, right? you don't. You do. No, you don't. You do. How do you know that that's, uh, you're... No, you're talking absolute you nonsense. What about? There's a, a box with a crocodile in it. You put your hand in, well, it bites on, you. Hang on. Right. Do you know that there's a crocodile in the box? You know there's a crocodile in the box. Why would you put your hand in it? If you did, if you did, for instance, why you wanted you, to feed it, you wanted why, to feed it. Well, you don't need to put your hand in the box. You wanted to, to feed, feed it your hand. Why would you do that? What are you? Some, you're some sort of lunatic. Your hands were a jelly. <laughs> so anyway, no argument there. <laughs> so, but no, it's, it's like movie logic. But I, I empathise and understand what she was doing. For example, in movies, yeah, when a kid, and this is in every terrible horror movie, when a kid comes running to the living room or, or to the parents' bedroom, mummy, there's a monster under my bed. Yeah. Like, don't worry, just go back to sleep. Go back. And just like, I would be like, cool, let's kill that damn monster. I would get like a gun or whatever I had. It depends if I was in America or not. And I'd be like, I'll just go back to bed. And quickly lift the bed up, kill the monster. And I'd be like, cool, thanks for telling me. Yeah. And, and the what story. What happens if there's actually credits. not a monster there and you're standing there with a bed up in the air and a samurai sword in the other hand? You look like a right psycho. I would, I would be like, well done, you've, you've, uh, you've tricked me. Like, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the list and have a chart on the wall of all the times my kids trick me. Um, I don't have any kids, but when I do, they're absolute terrors. Um, so yeah, so in, in this particular show, she figures out quite quick. She clocks on quite quick. That, so for me, for me, it seems a bit too soon to have sussed out there's something going on. 
but I'll, I'm willing to go with it. Fine. Yeah, and she does what because don't forget she is uh, hyper intelligent in this. Okay, she's, ri- she's ri- written her own character, so Natasha's like, I'm going to make myself Hang really on. bloody clever. Right. I might take my back my statement. Okay. We're assuming. Yeah. Because we start the episode from the mirror. Yeah. Looking at her. Yeah. She's staring down the camera into the mirror. We're assuming that's the first time. Very interesting he said that. We're assuming that it hasn't... We're not already seven or eight loops in. Yeah. But I'm only, I'm only thinking that now because we're talking about it. So I would, I would, suggest, I would suggest that... And I, I don't know because I've only watched the first episode. I do this deliberately so that I don't get any bias towards part two or anything. I would suggest that maybe down the line there is the suggestion that happens, but you and I have only been talking about it for 10 minutes, but it's taken me 10 minutes post-show mm-hmm. to maybe come up with a possibility that's the case. So this is interesting. So I've seen the whole thing, so I want to ask you a question now. Why do you think it's happening? I've got no idea. And there's nothing in that first episode, yeah. first episode only, remember? Yeah. There's nothing in that first episode that clearly gives you an indication that we are joining, because so one of the commandments yeah. are, you know, um, are we introduced to a new character or journey? Mm-hmm. I don't think we are. Now, I'm starting to think, the longer we sit here and talk about it, yeah. I'm starting to think we're not joining a new journey or a new character. We're jumping in halfway through or more than halfway through a journey i'm gonna give you a clue in this first episode they tell you there's enough information there to tell you what's going on there's things she does and things yeah, she but interacts again, you with you don't realize I only, until- yeah we're on because this is my second time re- uh, watching this first episode the, th- the things she interacts with the people she speaks to are all clues to what, what happens later and figuring this whole thing out it's very interesting actually if you've already seen this, watch it again because it fills in so many details. Things you didn't realise was was there the entire time. Um, yeah, especially the very f- start, the first like few minutes. There's a lot of information there. Um, in just the bathroom bit? Yes. Are you talking about the door? The bathroom door and the aesthetic of the room? Correct. Okay. Correct. Now, being honest about it, I didn't get anything other than they were basically she has friends who are weird designer like you know you, you, um as the series goes on you'll you'll yeah, you'll okay. notice things happening yeah and and, and, I, and I i appreciate that when you watch most pilots nowadays yeah. there's lots of easter eggs you don't even realize are easter eggs until later on yeah but my initial gut reaction was i'm watching this and she's she's been hit by a car she's died she's yeah. gone back in the loop uh, why she's gone back in the loop to that particular moment, why she's only gone back so far, is anyone's guess, to be honest with you, at this point. Okay, question. Um, but there are a few things, before you ask, yeah. that uh, recur a couple of times. So in each of her loops, shall we call them, mm-hmm. um, she sees oatmeal. The cat is called oatmeal. So in each time she sees oatmeal, each time she she sees uh, the homeless guy. Uh yeah. Each time she is at the party. Yeah. Each time she interacts with this, I think it's Paul. Uh, Mike. 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 Yeah. Um, Mike, uh, played by Jeremy Bob. And each time, ah, I can't remember what it was. Something, it was something else I didn't write down. But it, but each time she dies, mm-hmm. it's different. 
Yeah. So that's what I don't understand. If the loop is a loop, mm -hmm. then everything would play out the same way. And if she's learning from every recurrence of it, yeah. eventually she won't die. You, you, it's like um, the day is it day after tomorrow Tom Cruise film you seen that the day after tomorrow is the no the not no no not that one then uh, live and um, uh, live die oh, repeat that's um, the one yeah it's Tom Cruise edge of tomorrow yeah. edge, edge of tomorrow thank you yeah um, in the sense that once yes. you live to a certain point you learn how to get to that point and you know how to go past it next time round correct yeah yeah same thing He's similar yeah okay. Yeah, you've, you've basically worked out a lot of it. Um, and yes, this is all from the first episode, guys. This isn't like extra things. This is all from the first episode, all the, all the information you, you get. Why? But then you've got to think, why is it happening to her specifically? And also... Well, I don't know. I've got none of this information yet. You've got this information because yeah. you've seen on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't. Because I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, it was, it was there the whole time. But I don't know if with fresh eyes I, I would see that. Um, Did you immediately watch on? When you first watched it, I think I watched them all within twenty-four hours. Yeah, um, I was because I, I waited such a, long, a serial binger. It's well, unreal. I waited a long time. Everyone was like, "Judge, watch, judge, watch this." And because it was really similar to an idea that I that I had for a film, I was like, "I can't watch this because I'm just going to be gutted that I didn't come up with it." But then I realised this is essentially it's even not an original idea anyway. Yeah, it's it's not an original idea, but it's just. It's just done to, I think, a really high standard. It's funny. I really like Natasha's character. Um, I quite like her as an actress. I actually rate her quite highly. I think she he play, certainly plays the characters she has been in the shows we've seen and I've watched. Yeah. Um, I, I think she's likeable. Yeah. Uh, in everything she's played, and, and in, include that in this in that as well. Yeah. A, a character of Nadia. I, I just don't know, mate. I'm really not sure. I, I'll be honest with you. I've struggled with both of these shows this week. Really? I've really struggled with both of these. I think they're quite similar in terms of they're quite high concept sci-fi shows mm. um, set in relatively present day. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. Okay. I really liked it. Should we score them? Let's score them. So you Ma go first. Maniac first. Episode's called The Chosen One and it's available on Netflix if you wish to watch. Uh, only 42 minutes got that spare yeah oh five i really struggled to give it anything more than that that's fair enough um i really like the show as it progressed this first episode i think you're right it's not that strong um so i'm going to give it a 5.5 yeah so 10.5 okay. altogether which isn't great it is no. a prestigious show and uh, it does get a lot better, so don't judge it on the first episode. I, no, but I think what we we have a dis uh, we're, we're sort of discovering with the newest shows, especially these ones which are made uh, whole series and uploaded all in one go, especially for online Prime and Netflix and the like, um, is that they're not they don't have to have that strong first episode because they've already given you the rest of it anyway. Yeah, I, which I think is making some of them lazy. Yeah, I, I genuinely think if they had appointment television, if they were doing one. <laughs> You know I like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think if they showed you one episode... Yeah, left it on the cliffhanger. If they gave you episode one of this and said next week episode two will be uploaded, I guarantee it would drop. Yeah. I guarantee the, the watching, the viewing would drop. Because it's there, people are like, well, this is, <coughs> this is all right, but... I mean, like, do you know what episode two, I'll watch episode two see because you know you haven't even got to get to the end of the credits anymore Netflix automatically starts the countdown five seconds to go and we'll play episode two so you're not even paying attention I like I like being being given the 
the option of either blitzing it or no. saving it. I mean, I never do save it, but I, I will just blitz it. <coughs> but I like the option. I, well, okay, fine. It gets ten and a half, which isn't great. That's not great at all, no. It's, it's not good at all, really. Um, so, on to Russian Doll. See if that yeah. doesn't matter. First episode's called Nothing in This World is Easy. And it's 25 minutes, so a little less time, which is yep. a bit easier, bit easier to watch. Right, so, again, I obviously I watched almost the whole thing, and I, I really, really loved it. Again, the first episode wasn't mind-blowing to me, but it was better than Maniac, for sure. Um, I really like this show, but the first episode, I'm only going to give a 6.5. 6.5? Yeah. I gave a 4. Ooh. <laughs> I just didn't know what it was doing. Wow. I, I can't, I can't honestly, I can't honestly sit here and after a discussion of having with you, yeah. I feel like there's more to this program now yeah. than there was. But at the end of watching that episode, when I, when the episode, when the credits rolled and it gave me the option of like episode two starting in five seconds, I couldn't hit the close button quick enough. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not sorry, watching, Natasha. I, I'm sorry, I'm not watching any more of this nonsense. <laughs> number one, number one, you know, I've got other shows to watch for the podcast. But yeah. no, but secondly, I was like, I'll watch it when I get a chance. Yeah, if I get a chance, if I can be bothered. And there's Netflix trying to make you guilty, just like, come on, next episode. Nope, nope, stop it. Stop no, it. it does. It it didn't do it for me. Um, okay, I guarantee it, that I really if you struggles. watch on, you would love it. Well, I, I'd hope so. I'd like to think, you know, that. You know, <laughs> Again, this goes back to what I was saying. I think sometimes when you've when you've been given all eight episodes of the first season, and it's there on demand, and having a lazy day, yeah, it's easy to watch a few episodes and forget how good or bad the first one is. But that's exactly why we put this podcast together to try and find that best pilot episode yeah. ever. And of late, some of the new shows are just not cutting it. So that gets ten point five as well. Ten point five. Wow. It's it's an it's, it's a it's a score draw uh, this week but they're, a, they're not anywhere close to probably even the top 100 let alone yeah. top 50 is this the lowest scoring episode ever as in both wow. together I don't know well I can't remember what we did against Big Bang what did we do against that I have no idea I can't remember it'll be a science programme yeah. sort of, it'll, it'll be higher than this I though. imagine it was higher than this but there you um, go so that is yeah, ten, ten and a half, half points each. each I'll put them in the league table in a little while yeah. but um Time to do something else, and Ooh, I want to. Um, yeah, I want to go first because you kind of threw Russian Doll in the bag. Okay. first thing last week. Right. Um, a show which I keep meaning to add to the list, yep. and I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to say we're doing it next week. Okay. Well, a well. show that continually makes me laugh because uh, it is. It is. You ready? You ready for it? We've been waiting a while. We've already done Puggle, mate. Nope. We've been waiting a long time to do it. Right. Are you ready for it? It is sex. No, it's not really sex. <sighs> Gave me no, a heart attack. <laughs> it's it's the Channel Four reality show. Yeah, Gogglebox. Oh, no. Now, I've never I, watched this. I will tell you something very interesting about this show yeah. at the start of next week's episode. Okay. Okay. Well, before we review it, but I want to go back and I want us to both to watch the first episode of Gogglebox. Right. Okay. If you don't know what it is, it is real life Inception. It's people believe, watching TV it's, and we're watching them. It's us watching people watching others. Right. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, okay. that. Can I put up against that? So, I mean, you can go reality TV if you want. I've got a couple of reality TV or show options. becomes some kind of finding out about people, watching people. I, I don't know. It's not um, people, people. Um, I've... Oh, there's a couple of reality shows I've re- that I really want to 
Go do. on, what you want to put on the list, maybe? Well, there's a classic one called Real Life, which is... I think Anything but, of course. Well, I think it's one of the first ever reality TV shows right. in America. And I think it was maybe the 70s. Someone correct me, but I think it was the 70s. So Real Life's one of them. Or the other kind of show that is about real life, which... And I don't know which one to pick because there's multiple versions of, of this, but this might be the ver- the first series. Um, and that's Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends. I don't know if that's his first ever series, Never but I think... Never even heard of it. Really? Nope. Ah. Well, I think it's the one he did in the late 90s. Obviously, I know who Louis Theroux is. Yeah. So I think it's one of his first full shows, which is called Louis Theroux's Weird, Weird, Weird Weekends, where he went off to America and visited weird people. Um, so, which is like my dream thing to do, which I often do, to be honest. Apologies to anyone listening to this who I visit. Um, <laughs> sorry, Annie. No, but weird, weird isn't a bad thing. No, it's weird, interesting. Weird, I mean, the best people in the world are the weirdos, the yeah. eccentrics, the, the the strange. Yeah. They are the most interesting Agreed. people. For, it's a fact. Yeah. I was once uh, interviewed for a, um, a podcast when I was at Sundance. Um, name drop in there. And um, they asked me, what's your one advice to like, uh, like up and coming writers, like kids who want to get into writing? And my thing always is, when you're in school, don't hang around with the popular people. Hang around with the unpopular people and all the weird kids because they have the best stories. The, the yeah, cool people true. have no stories because they get it easy in life because they're beautiful. They get everything handed to them. The weirdos have to graft. They have to like do weird things to get, get further in life. They're into like more interesting things. So they're the people you should be hanging out, around with. Um, so yeah, hang around with the weird kids. Okay. Gogglebox. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Okay. Gogglebox. They are the weird kids. <laughs> Gogglebox versus Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends. This is making me think of Mighty Boosh Week or even Chris Morris's Jam. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it's going to be a strange one next week. So it is. Uh, we'll go away. We'll find them. We'll watch them. I'm assuming Louis Theroux's stuff is available all over the internet. Yeah. He's, he's everywhere anyway. And it's not on Netflix or something. And Gogglebox, yeah. I'm sure we'll be kicking around somewhere on a Channel 4 on demand or yeah. maybe Daily Motion as well. So. But if you want to recommend a show to us, how can please, I get in touch? Please, please do so. We are very welcoming of uh, suggestions of things you're watching. New things, old shows you loved as a kid, perhaps. Yeah. Um, uh, stuff you've rediscovered recently and you've gone back and binge watched all of that is very welcome yeah. tweet us your suggestions with the hashtag put it on the list yeah. and we'll happily do so and review it sooner rather than later Jed where are you on the Twitter sphere you can find me at Jed Shepherd, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D and I'm on Twitter at the Jellyman that's T-H-E-E Jellyman yeah Tweet us your suggestions, any arguments you want to make about uh, what we've said today are very welcome as well. Uh, we're happy chappies, very happy to have yeah. a discussion about it. We're going to get in the neck about um, Russian Doll. People love Russian Doll. Yeah. I love Russian Doll. And listen, I'm happy to be convinced otherwise. Yeah. But right now it's getting four, so that's it. <laughs> so uh, that's just me to see, to see and to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Crocodile.